Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and this week we're talking to Thad Burkamper after his very first Spartan race. And I think he's I think he's hooked, which makes me excited. <laughs> um, from someone who a year ago at this time, I think kind of made the decision that he wanted to do a Spartan race. And then the year journey he's had full of ups and full of downs and surgeries and giant obstacles and craziness. And yeah, we're glad to see that he finally accomplished his goal. And from there, he's pushing himself forward to try even more challenging Spartan races, which is super cool to see. Very awesome. Before we start anything, though, this is a first on the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Thad is a very musical guy, <laughs> and he recorded us a wonderful song, and I loved it, and I thought it was hilarious and perfect, and yeah, I want to play it right now before I start the interview, but first, I also want to remind you to go on iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe if you enjoy the podcast, and if you don't use iTunes, you can find us on all the other stuff that you find podcasts on, you know. Those other ones, which are fill in the blank, because <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head, because I always use iTunes, but if you use something else, go with that. Um, yeah, just look up Like a Bigfoot. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram at Like a Bigfoot as well. All right, let's get into Thad's song and then Thad's interview. You're the man, Thad, and uh, thank you for coming on the show. Put on my shoes. Bunny ears, tie them upright. Make sure they're on and stay tied too. Push back my fears. It's been so long since I've run. This is supposed to be fun to do. This isn't fun, someone please come get me, sweet friend of mine, met me I could not get through. Beating his time 
stand Cramped up left thigh It's been so long since I last wept Yet here I go Today on the podcast, as promised, we're talking to Thad Burkamper, who over the last like few months or a year, what is it, man? What's it been? Yeah, it's, it's been a year. My brother did a sprint last year, and my brother's got uh, about six or four inches height on me and a couple <laughs> extra pounds on me, and I figured if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, of course. That's the younger brother, like... Did you always have the, the <laughs> like, you know, when you see a little dog, but it's just, and you're not little by any means, by the way, but you see a little in dog. In my family, I'm close to one of them. <laughs> I'm the smallest, I'm the shortest one in my family too. Yeah. And you're not a little dude either. I know. But all my cousins, like even like all the guys and girls, they're, they're at least like six, one or six, two. I'm like, what happened to me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. But. Did you always have the thing where you're trying to like keep up with them? Because you have two two older brothers. I have two older brothers and one younger brother. Okay. And uh, my um, not not so much. Somebody would probably argue with me on that. Probably my mom. Um, the the problem is so like they did hockey and stuff. When I was really little, they did roller hockey. And I would always be like their mascot and literally put on a mask and like a costume and roll around the skating rink with them. Yeah. And uh, so in, in that aspect, I always wanted to be doing what they were doing, but not, no, I, I always wanted to be attached to what they were doing, but not necessarily doing what they were doing because they were both athletics and uh, Vaughn was starting pitcher and starting quarterback and then went on to school to do more, um, more of that stuff. And then he became a Marine. And Drew was, was hockey and big and just always super young. And I kind of went into the drama and, uh, and uh, choir type stuff. Yeah, so man. for a while there, yeah, I was just chasing him around and doing the classic little brother crap. But then after that, it kind of turned into, oh, this, this is my alley. This makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Which so- is still athletic. I mean, when you get into drama... And musicals, you're dancing like crazy, and then I actually went to dance company for a while, so it's still an athletic thing, but it was never right down the the avenue that they were going down. Yeah, they went down kind of the classic athletic uh, route, like route, you know. And you kind of, you know, do you think also being the third brother, you kind of wanted to like go your own path, and you you already saw what they were doing. You're like, you know what, I want to try something different and like make be an individual and make sure I stand out in that sense. It would be really cool if I had the forethought to have had those <laughs> yeah. those brain happenings at that age. But no, it, it was really that. So being the mascot was my way to get some stage time. Yeah. You know what I mean? People were kind of paying attention to me when other things weren't going on. And I liked that a lot, <laughs> which <laughs> may be unhealthy. But um, every, every uh, drama nerd or actor that I've ever met, has this look at me syndrome, and uh, I think that's why we do it. So, so that's kind of kind of the deal with that. I I don't think I ever thought, hey, I want to blaze my own trail or anything. I think I just thought, oh, people are looking at me when I do this. How do I do that? 
Yeah, 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 man. That makes sense. Uh, what was what was the mascot for uh, roller hockey in Muscatine, Iowa League? <laughs> they were the Mighty Ducks. No way. What else? Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Oh, they were they were the Mudcats for a while. I, I mean, they went through a bunch of different names, the and they Mudcats? had to when they actually got like real sponsorship. Um, but like, so they went to like the Iowa games, I think it was, and so they had to have real sponsorship and. And people paying for however many kids to make a trip to wherever we went. I think it was Ankeny or something. But um, yeah, they were they were the Mighty Ducks for a while. So I had this duck mask, and then mud cats as in like a catfish. Oh, um, that makes more sense. I was I was thinking literally of a cat covered in mud, and I'm like, that's kind of a badass yeah. roller hockey name, you know? Like <laughs> it would have been way underdogs. better than a fish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, but no, yeah, they went through a couple of different names, but I specifically remember having a duck mask and like having some hand-me-down um, uh, gear that they had. <laughs> so I had like Vaughn's old uh, goalie glove stick and some rollerblades and a hockey mask and some stupid hat on. And <laughs> and yeah, so that yeah, that was that was the start of it. I think that's amazing, man. Well, we're not here on the podcast to talk about your burgeoning. Uh, a career as a mascot so um right <laughs> um but yeah man that's cool i didn't i never really knew that about you so we went to high school together and you know we were friends and friendly and and whatnot but we never really hung out a bit we were kind of like in different i don't know social groups i guess the weirdness of high school i don't know yeah. how, how would you say yeah. that man because we were definitely friends but um, not like I, super close yeah. We knew that each other existed, <laughs> but, but like the first time you and I actually talked like real conversation was a month and a half ago, two months ago, yeah, yeah. which is just insane. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, if, if you and I had a chance to share brains 12 years ago, probably would have been a different story, but I, I don't know how that just never happened. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. Okay, so let's get into the Spartan race a little bit. So you were inspired by your brother because of brotherly love slash competition. And, yep. and, you know, where were you starting out at? Like, can you give people an idea of, like, what was your starting physical level, I guess? Um, apparently, and this was unbeknownst to me at the time, but apparently in a scale of one to 10, I was at like a negative three and I didn't know that. <laughs> so, what scale is this? So this is a normal, everybody like, like couch potato is one and then 10 is like uh, Medina. <laughs> and then I was a negative three, not because I couldn't do things or I wasn't strong or stuff, but because of the, the health issues that happened, if they'd been going on for years, I just didn't know about it. Yeah. So I was just kind of pushing, but I, you know, I've, I've always maintained some amount of strength. I've got a wood shop and I'm always building stuff and, and, uh, we put up a porch this year. So like there's, there's things going on that I'm, that I'm always using my body. So it's not like I was ridiculously out of shape, but I was definitely uh, running on low fuel at, at the very least for, for much of that. Yeah, man. Well, and then also just for anything, you could be in shape in one aspect and totally like start something new and then just totally struggle through it. Like, you know, if you ask oh, yeah. me to go out and chop a bunch of wood right now, I probably would struggle or build a porch. I know I would wear me out more than I thought it would or should, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that was actually, 
Um, this may be more into the heart of things than you were hoping to get this soon, but that was one of the things that really surprised me about Spartan is my partner and I were constantly passing super built dudes because they were having trouble. Like they may be able to curl a billion pounds for a billion reps, yeah. but they can't crawl yeah. for a hundred yards. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's totally a level. Play. It doesn't matter who you're up against. We got passed by like some 50 plus year old dude that was in super great shape. So, and, and then we were passing these super built guys. And then there was this chubby guy that was probably in his forties or something that was keeping up with, with us the whole time. Yeah. So it, it's really interesting how, how that whole race is designed to just anything you're good at. Great. But you didn't think about this and now you're screwed. <laughs> yeah. 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 That makes sense, man. So, so what did you do to start training? Like, can you take us to like day one? You, I remember you signed up for the race cause you sent an email out to a bunch of guys and you know, you're yeah. like, you guys should join me. And you know, if you want to do something like this, here's the date. We have a long time to train and blah, 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 blah. And, and so yeah, what'd you do? Thanks for like, responding to that email, by the way. Did I, did I respond? <laughs> yeah. With a negative answer. <laughs> I knew, man. Uh, for me, it's all like the traveling part. Like I'm totally, I, I'll yeah, totally no, I, be in, I, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm going to hold on to the, the end of that sentence that you just said, <laughs> and I'm going to bring it up later. Oh, but, but, um, so <laughs> you didn't hear so me. Add, I was going to get on your feet. I was going to add like, go ahead, if, go ahead. I was going to add like, you know, if I can fit into my schedule with wife and kids, but no, dude, keep, keep me accountable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll just get with Lindsay then. Yeah, there you go. Text, send her a text and be like, Chris is doing this. Done. Okay. <laughs> yep. I'll have her put a under and then you're, you're in. Yeah, there you go. Um, but like, but like day one was, okay, I've got to run. I got to do something. And, uh, Brady can attest to this. And I've had a, a, an ongoing group chat with Brady and, uh, Jeremy Spratt and Jake Allison. There's just kind of an encouragement thing to keep us all, at least a little bit accountable and kind of like celebrate our successes and stuff. Um, but day one was just like, I wonder if I can still run four miles without stopping. And I don't know if I did. I, I probably didn't. I probably got a good portion of it done without stopping, but um, I was fighting my lungs. I was fighting my body the whole time and it wasn't awesome, but I've always been able to trust my legs to do, whatever I need them to. So I, I knew that that was the place to start. So that was day one. And then over the course of, I don't know, the last probably six to eight months real hard. I started, I started digging into Spartan and like what, what's required, you know, what are the obstacles, how, how do you form all that kind of stuff. So I literally just got myself an enormous tire and yeah. started flipping it. And I got, uh, they do what's called the Atlas stone which is just a great big rock. Like it's a beach ball sized concrete rock that you just have to carry. And it, I mean, it's, it's literally like there's, there's not an organized work. It's not like none of the stuff you're going to find at the gym is going to be in this race. So if you, like I said, if you can do curls, nobody cares. <laughs> if you can carry a hundred pound rock or 150 pounds, I don't know how much it is for 20 yards, then we're in business. So I just did all the stuff that I could recreate at home. I did that as best I could and then threw in, you know, sit-ups, push-ups, whatever, planks, all of, all of the other stuff that I could possibly think of. 
um, just to get myself, get me, get myself to just to get myself in kind of overall good shape. Cause like I said, my legs, I've always been able to trust my arms and my upper are my weak spot. So that's, that's what I really, really focus on. Yeah. Well, that was the, and cool... then I throw in a, yeah, that was the Go cool ahead. thing for me is, uh, you would send me updates like message updates on Facebook and it would be all this crazy stuff you were b- building in your garage. Can you kind of can you <laughs> yeah. give us like give me an overview because this was all over the past year so I can't you know yeah. I can't place like how many things you actually built but I thought it was really cool because you mentioned earlier you love having projects you love doing some woodwork and stuff and so this was kind of right up your alley. Yeah, um, I just so I like the the weird stuff that no well not not that nobody's done but that. Like you're not necessarily going to find a YouTube video on how to do this. Um, so one of the one of the things, and I was feeding off my brother too. Like, what do I need to train on, you know, for this, that, and the other? And, and uh, his thing was, um, there's there's a weird weird monkey bars, and it's not monkey bars. It's stuff hanging from ropes, and like one of them's a softball, and one of them's a chain, and one of them's just a piece of PVC. So I just built that in the garage. <laughs> I just awesome. made myself monkey bars. And I think I've got three softballs out there, all different sizes of PVC, so I could work my grip strength, like from half inch to two inches, I think. And then, and some of them are, are vertical, some of them are horizontal. So you've really got to be aware. When, when you do the monkey bars at my place, and like the next time you're in town, I'll make you do it. Yes. Um, but you, you've really got to be aware of what your hands are doing because you can't swing from one to the next and just to go with the flow like at monkey bars you you don't have to be totally aware of what you're doing because it's a bar you know it's where it's at and how it's going to hold and all that with this you've got to be very aware and that was we got to the probably right in the middle of the race that was uh these big loops and it, they're on a rope and it's a monkey bar thing and the second you get up like they got a little platform there you stand up there and you put your hand on the loop and the second you hold it you just go Oh shit. <laughs> this is so going to suck. Cause your hand is so unnatural on it. And, uh, I, I did, I did the first two and then, and kind of felt that out and then realized I could skip one. I've got the wingspan that if I get a good swing going, I don't have to do this whole thing. I can, I can take it. So I, I would skip one and do two at a time with my swing. Cause I, I don't know that I would have been able to make it on one at a time, but that was, that's where the monkey bars came from. Um, well, first of all, let me, let, me ask, let me ask this, especially if you're going to have me do it next time in town. How do you hook a ball with a, with a soft or a softball with a rope on it? How do you hook that up to the ceiling of your garage? Um, I ran two by fours, uh, the, uh, like against the grain, I guess, with the trusses. Okay. And then I drilled holes through those. And then I just went and got um, anchor rope half inch anchor rope because anchor rope's not meant to stretch and stuff. And, uh, then I just drilled a hole through the softball, put a washer on it, tied a knot, and then put a washer on the, on the other end of the rope going up through the two by four, tied a knot and, and then hung on it and hoped to God I didn't break my ass bone the first time. <laughs> That's it, what I was you know, ask. snapped yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, and it, it didn't. So That's good. <laughs> the guts it takes to hold on to that for the first time, you know? <laughs> right. Well, and that was like a slow, like a slow add pressure because I can reach them just from my garage. So 
if you remember the video, I'm like holding my legs up because I'm too tall for it. Yeah. And I put both hands on that softball and I just slowly started adding weight to it and adding weight to it to the point where I was tiptoeing and then finally hanging. I was like, okay, I think this is going to be good. And actually the anchor rope was the second attempt. I had gotten just some nylon rope that is apparently very stretchy and gets really thin when it gets stretched out. And it had just pulled itself through the softball on the first one. So yeah. Anchor rope is what you're looking for if you end up doing it. All right, that's awesome. I just remember Brady was out here a few weeks ago, and he's like, yeah, Thad has these like balls hanging from ropes in his garage. And I was like, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so what else do you have at your house? Um, the big tire, and that was just my brother-in-law works, well, worked across the street from, a, from like a tractor slash mechanic shop. And... Uh, and so they just had huge tires and he had gone over and talked to, talked to the guys about getting one for a sandbox for his daughter. And I saw it and I was like, I need one of those. <laughs> All right. And he showed up like the next day at my house with another one. That's awesome. And I'd so I had major tire envy, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, and well, and my tire is maybe 150 pounds. The tire that they use at Spartan is 400. Whoa. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and so, and there's a huge, there's a huge difference. There's a, there's a curve on that because I do my tire 25 flips down my yard and 25 flips back up my yard. And they only require you to flip the 400 once over and then back where you got it. Okay. So, so I, and I knew, and, and so that was kind of a mind game that I, that I set myself up for was I can do this 25 times. I only have to do it once. Yeah. It's heavier. I don't care. I only have, well, twice. I only have to do it twice. And that was, that was it. So I've got the tire, and I've got my Atlas Stone, and oh, and we, to the boys, uh, Fort, we had built them a Fort a couple years ago. We added on to it, put some swings and stuff, and now there's, there's gymnast rings. And so I would do what are called Aussie push-ups off the gymnast rings where you're, in essence, you know, you're, you're belly up, but you're pulling yourself towards the rings, which is ridiculous and hard. Um, while kind of maintaining a plank position and, and that was it. That was, that was really it with yeah. push-ups and sit-ups and mixed in and then a bunch of running. And I, I got real strong real quick. I mean, I was pushing myself through a lot of, a lot of hard stuff. And I, I make the mistake of putting a number out there that I don't know how it feels and I don't know what it does to my body. And then I have to accomplish it. <laughs> and Brady, Brady has felt the aftermath of that a couple of times. Um, yeah, how's, right. How's no, so? it's not, it's not, it's, well, we, we've had a couple of workouts where, um, he had never done it. We went out to the high school at, you know, Muscatine high school and they have tires out there. And I said, okay, we're going to go to the 15 yard line, flipping this thing in a race. And then we're going to finish that off to the 50 yard line. Just get there. It doesn't matter who's there first. I was there first, but it doesn't matter who's there first. <laughs> and, uh, so we do that, and that, that's, a, that's a good all-over workout because you're working your arms, you're working your back, you're working your legs. It's ridiculous. And then, um, and then we went over to the actual football field, and he'd say, okay, what are we doing? And I'd say, okay, we're going to down there. We're going to run 100 yards, do, I don't know if I said 25 or 50 sit-ups. We're going to run back, and we're going to do burpees. Then we're going to run back, and half of the field we're going to do lunges. Half the field we're going to do bear crawl. And I don't know what any of that was like. And I had never done a bear crawl before in my life. I just knew what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 
and that that kicked the hell out of us. I mean, that was that was bad because we were. I mean, we weren't sprinting, but we were clipping at a good pace. And then we'd do we'd knock out whatever the number was for crunches, and then come back, and whatever the number was for push-ups, and then we'd go back. And about yard 15 of lunges, like real low lunges, you're feeling it hard, and then you know you still have 35 yards to go. Yeah. And then bear crawls, I had to stop. And then I, I don't know if Brady stopped or not. He beat me at the very end, but we were both feeling it. It was yeah. Bear crawls are one it, it was, of the it was most, a lot. They're the most one of the most painful activities because it's the way you never move. You know, like how often are you <laughs> right. down on all fours? And if you say often, I'm gonna call you out for being. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is normal for me. Yeah, man. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, bear no, crawls. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's amazing what you can do with just body weight exercises, and you don't need all this weight, and you don't need to add all this other stuff. Well, and that's what I realized was working against some of these, um, and, and nothing against CrossFitter guys, but these guys were CrossFitter guys. They were super built, but their their Camelback said CrossFit something something. I mean, they were representing, and uh, and they were super built, and they were strong, and I, I'm sure they can do ridiculous amounts of really cool stuff. But like bear crawls saved my life because we have a hundred yards of barbed wire, hundred yards of barbed wire. <laughs> and when you do a hundred yards of barbed wire, you put your head up to see how far you are. You think you're about halfway and you've gone like 15 yards. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and, uh, and these guys were, were gassing out. They couldn't do it. And I, you know, I, I didn't like shine. That wasn't my, my moment of glory or anything, but I did it and I just kept going. So some of that stuff that you really don't want to do, well, no, all the stuff that you really don't want to do is the stuff, especially in Spartan, that's, uh, that's going to help you out. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, so I know halfway, like halfway through the year, you kind of bumped into a major obstacle. And I, yeah, I mean, do you feel cool yeah. talking about that? or? Yeah, that's fine. Um, so, yeah, I got pneumonia for the third time in six months. And, uh, no, it, maybe it was the third time in a year, but I kind of thought, what's, you know, that doesn't seem right. So I went to the, went to the hospital. They gave me whatever, um, antibiotics or, you know, whatever it is yeah, that you do for pneumonia. Them. And yeah. yeah, and they sent me home and I had orientation for work the next two days. And so I, I went to that feeling terrible. And then that, that was Thursday, Friday that I had orientation. And then that Saturday, Rachel and I were just chilling at home. I think we were playing Mario Kart or something. I was like, I got to go to bed. I'm exhausted. It's hard to breathe. I just need to go to sleep. And I got upstairs and couldn't trust myself to keep breathing. If I fell asleep, I was putting so much work into breathing and breathing full breaths that I didn't trust myself to fall asleep and maintain that. So we went to the hospital they sent me right up to, they did some tests and whatever, they sent me up to Iowa City. And Iowa City said, uh, yeah, you only have half an immune system. And that's why you're getting pneumonia. And the pneumonia went so quick because you only have half an immune system that your right lung is collapsed. And good job coming in tonight because you, pro- you very well may not have survived the night if you were at home. Jeez, man. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> so... They had chest tubes in my side, and they had gone in uh, through my shoulder or something. And, and <laughs> the way my nurse put it, because 
like weeks after this, she goes, how's everything feeling? I said, I don't have any feeling in my, in my chest, you know, like on the inside kind of going down this way. And she goes, oh yeah, well, they basically went in with a spoon and scooped out a bunch of, you know, infection and stuff. So what? they separated muscle from bone and they, you know, all that. I mean, what they did was to save my life, but I still don't have feeling, you really? know, 100% of my, my torso is not, I, I can feel left hand side just fine, but the right hand side from right about under my pec to, to about my belly button is numb. And, uh, she goes, yeah, you may not ever get feeling back. Wow. Like, oh, okay, have great. you gotten used to that? As feeling, long as I or know. Does that, like, have you gotten used to that being numb or is that something that you're always going to be like, this is weird? It's, it's kind uh, it doesn't, like, it doesn't stop me in my tracks or anything, but sometimes I'll stretch and I've got what I can only imagine is a phantom pain because I don't actually have any, you know, feeling down there and I'll kind of touch it and stuff and, and it's, it's different to get, it's been so long now that it doesn't really affect me now. Okay. Okay, cool. But, so, so all yeah. that yeah. was, all that was uh, April 25th and... March, April. No, that was March 25th that I went in, and my I had already signed up for a Spartan race on June 10th, and I moved it back, and and I pissed off Brady because yeah. <laughs> he called me and he was like, "How you doing?" I'm like, "I'm good," and and this and this kind of goes with the question, you know, how did that affect you? It didn't a lot. Like in the moment, it sucked, and yeah, I'm in the hospital for a week, and yeah, I'm I'm on bed rest for another week after that where I can't you know, make my family any money or anything like that. But ultimately it was, okay, what, you know, now what are you prepared to do about it? That wonderful line from the untouchables where Sean Connery's dying <laughs> and, uh, and Kevin Cosner comes over and he goes, what are you prepared to do about it? And that, that was really my mindset was, okay, this is okay. Th if this is the package I've been given, what am I prepared to do about it? Am I going to turn into a fat toad on the, on the, or do I just move my Spartan, work really hard, and get back to it? So I was on the phone with Brady. He goes, how are you doing? I was like, I'm good. He goes, this, you know, this is a big deal. You scared me. And, and I can't downplay anything Brady's saying because he's saying all, all true stuff, but my mind was just somewhere else. And I said, yeah, I had to move my Spartan. He goes, he goes forget Spartan with a different forget word. And I said, No. And he got really grumpy. He was like, no, you, who cares about Spartan right now? I said, I do. This is a thing that I've got to deal with now. And I either keep doing Spartan or I don't. And it's, it's a waste of my time to just give up. This isn't going to define me. I'm going to move on. So yeah, well, so that's what I did. There's probably something to be said about having a goal that you're pushing forward to. Even, even if you have to push it back or even if you're, you know, I have to imagine if you're faced with some sort of, derailment at least for a little bit you you need to have something in the future that you're looking forward to um, yeah absolutely and and a lot of people would have packed up and, and maybe not i don't know but i feel like several people in this position would have packed up and been like oh this is what i'm dealing with now but i mean the hospital uh the hospital in iowa city did me upright and i was you know i've gotten fusions every month now and my my immune system is being supplemented by them and it's amazing because now I, I now i know what it feels like to have a full immune system because for the past three years i haven't yeah and now i know what i'm working with you do know you feel so, like way better do you feel like i don't know 
do you feel can you totally tell like oh what i was feeling before was definitely the feelings of a sick person and i just didn't realize it yeah 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 yes and and part of that is is that there's a definite change and part of it is that i'm so unaware of myself until somebody says something yeah like i'd get on the phone with brady and he does a great job of calling like at the very least once a month but usually two, three, four times a month, right? Yeah. And uh, and I get on the phone with him and he'd be like, you still got that sniffle? I'm like, yeah, I got a cold. Get over it. Yeah. And, you know, he'd have to say that like 10 times and we'd be like, yeah, I've had the sniffle for a long time. And I'd had this chronic cough, which I always kind of attributed to I'm a smoker and that, you know, that's what smokers do. And we're not even going to get into that. I know it's terrible and I have to quit and I'm going to. But, I told Brady I was going to call um, him on the podcast. <laughs> well, we'll, 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 let's leave the call out portion of the podcast till close to the end. Cause I got one for you too. Okay. Sounds um, good. <laughs> but like this, this chronic coughing, when I started running that first four mile run, I would be violently coughing and I would force myself to keep running. But like I was violently coughing to the point of a chihuahua barks so much that it vibrates a little bit. That's how I was running. Wow. And so, and, and, you know, stupid me was like, oh, this is how life is. And I, I'd be very unaware of it until like after my run, I'd sit there coughing for another 10, 15 minutes. And Rachel would be like, that's not good. I'm like, no, it's fine. I just went for a run. Like, <laughs> so good well, for Brady to have eyes on me. Good for my wife to be like, this is the dumbest thing you've ever worked through. <laughs> like, just, just really good all around, you know, general community that's like said, this can't be right. I'm like, no, it's, it's whatever, yeah, well, but they here, say that enough and you start. Yeah. Here's what kind of fascinates me about that is, I mean, to yours was kind of to the extreme, but when you ever hear about people who start eat, eating healthy and they, they don't really necessarily go on a diet, but they make like a lifestyle change, right? And now they're eating clean yeah. food. Yep. You know, versus uh, you know eating Doritos. I always go with Doritos. They're my they're the processed food of sure. of <laughs> choice. Whatever I'm making an analogy, but uh, of the gods of the right. gods. Oh, that too. That's why I can't have them in the house. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like when people go from eating you know like a regular American diet of like processed food to a more clean diet, you hear about them being like, I didn't even realize what I was doing before made my yeah. body feel that way. I didn't realize eating that yep. crappy food made me tired all the time or made me sore all the yeah. time or made me exhausted. And then once they started eating clean, they're like, oh my God, like there's thousands of people doing this every day and they don't even realize that I don't want to say they're sick, but like that they're, they could feel way better, you know? And, and those people are the same. And I'm one of those people right now that I, there's, if we dug in, there's a lot that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna match up with some of the people. No <laughs> man, to. hey dude. So, like, you, so what do you do for diet? And you're working on it. Whatever, you're but working um, on it, right? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But so I'm the same way. Well, those people, and me included, when someone like you comes in and says like, yeah, I, I do my whatever kale shake in the morning or you know whatever it is. Like, oh, God, we got to listen to this again. Yeah, you're so happy. You're so healthy, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of off play it because it's annoying. It's like listening to, you know, someone walks in and says, I'm an atheist. I don't care. If you're a decent person, we'll get along. I don't don't need to know all this extra stuff. And you just kind of turn it off. Yeah. Because you've heard it. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't actually work. He's just a little bit crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. But like, yeah, it's just your your situation of like, I went for three years feeling sick without realizing it because you probably gradually started <laughs> yeah. feeling sick. Yeah. You know? That's that's just so crazy yeah. to me. And yeah, I'm sure there is like a huge change in just how you feel in general right now, which is which is super cool. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's, you know, how you're going to feel from here on, you know. Yeah, and 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 I have noticed kind of a night and day thing since the infusion started. That cough is gone. I I can run as far as I know. I can run 13.1 miles without coughing. And as far as I know, the sniffle only shows up when the season changes, which is different than it used to be. Yeah. And now I realize what allergies actually feel like, yeah. <laughs> instead of just assuming that my whole life was allergies. So. Yeah, man. Well, dude, good for, good for you. So how long did that kind of throw you off your path? Like how long did it take? Cause you built up this level of fitness and then ran into this road road bump and then you're kind of, you, you had some setbacks. So how long did it take you to like get back to where you're feeling? Okay. Working out. Um, I don't actually, well, so that was kind of a, you don't have a choice thing because the job I'm at, I have 652 stairs to do every shift. And uh, so, like, it was almost an immediate. As soon as I got back into work, they're like, okay, this is what you're doing. This is how we do it. <laughs> and it was 652 stairs through the course of a shift. I was like, oh, okay, great, wonderful. Like, okay, we're actually using my body right off the bat. And um, so it, it was kind of a, a forced into you're doing this again. And then after I realized that I was doing it again, I started picking up little thing, you know, the tire and, and yeah. building the, well, the jungle gym was already built, but actually paying it some attention and getting back into running and all that. So it was, it was just kind of a circumstantial, this is already happening. Might as well, might as well, well run with it. Yeah, unintended. Man. I remember when we hung out a few months ago, you were mentioning like, basically working out at work, um, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I so mean, you're you talk that, about exercise. Yeah. Oh, exercise for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so like here we, and when I say here, nobody knows what I'm talking about. I'm in my backyard right now. <laughs> and when we bought this house, we had 22 trees and now we've got eight, uh, 14. So over the years we've taken down some trees and one of them, I just decided I've got it. My father-in-law's got a chainsaw and I've used it before and I had used it that day, but decided to take down one of the trees with an ax instead. <laughs> so, and I did that. It was probably, I don't know, 12 to 16 inches in diameter. It wasn't a huge tree, but it was big enough that it took me some time and, and work. If there's a, just extra little projecty stuff that needs done. Like we, we deal with full on fire hoses for, some of the projects that we do and there are fire hoses around my department all the time. And if they need rolled up, I will first walk them 50 yards to hundred yards away from where they are for no purpose other than to get that walk in with that weight, just dragging behind me. And then when you roll them up, you can roll them up on the ground and just kind of do whatever you need to do there. Or you can hold them in front of your chest and do it that way. And it just gets heavier and heavier because, it's, it's just gaining hose. So stuff like that, like trying to take the, the long way around when the job has to get done, 
take the long way and, and you, you did some more work for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just simple stuff, simple stuff like that. Yeah. I love that. And running up the stairs instead of walking. Yeah. I love that, dude. I think so many people could apply that to their lives. And I remember a long time ago reading an article that basically was like, Hey, if you want to start getting in shape, like park in the farthest parking spot every time, like you know, yeah. in the parking yeah. lot. And I'm like, I love that idea. But then I love the fact that you're taking that to the next level, to the extreme, you know, of like, no, I'm going to do these, these things that I could make easier, but I'm going to actually make them harder to include that into my work. <laughs> right. Day. Yeah. And I had like, when we built the porch, I had friends that were like, yeah, just tell me when. And then I didn't. And I just built it on my own. I, I raised our porch on my own and, uh, and it felt awesome and it feels excellent yeah. <laughs> to look at it. They're like, yep, that is 100% my work. I love that. And it, it's these great big six by six, uh, chunks of lumber and just great big bulky stuff that again, there's no workout for it. You just get it done or you don't. And it's fun that way. Yeah, and that's the functional stuff that you probably need in a Spartan race. So, so yeah, man, yeah. Let's, let's get yeah. into let's get into your race. Um, can you kind of, I don't know. First of all, as I was talking to Miguel, I was like, I don't, I I know Thad's told me where it's at. I just can't fully remember. So was it was it in right. Michigan? Yes, you said Wisconsin. Oh, whatever. So good. Same, <laughs> but yeah, Michigan, it was in uh, Brooklyn, Michigan at the, the Michigan International Speedway or something. Okay. And uh, it was, it was built in and around the speedway. Like you start in, in the middle of the racetrack and you work your way out through the track and around the track and then up, you know, it, so it was in Michigan and um, it was, it was a super, so the Spartan race has has three race types and then like the ridiculous race types after that. But for people that are like starting, it's the sprint, which is three to four ish miles with maybe 20 obstacles. The super, which is eight plus miles. Ours ended up just being just shy of nine, uh, nine miles. And we had 28 obstacles. Okay. And then the beast, which is 13 miles and more than that for obstacles. I don't know how many obstacles the beast has, but I'm guessing it's, 32 to 35 plus ish. Um, so I did the super, I did the eight miles and I think that's where I lost much of my, uh, listenership when I sent out that, that email to people on saying, Hey, you should do this with me. Cause I just jumped right to the one I knew I wasn't positive. I could do Yeah. instead of, you know, most people start with a sprint cause they got to kind of get a feel for it. Well, I can do three miles and I can train for upper body. So let's go straight to the super. Yeah. Yeah, the definitely the one you did takes a little extra extra work there. Yep. Yes, it does. <laughs> so yeah, man, can you kind of give me an idea? I've never done a Spartan race. I, I want to for sure, uh, which I know you're gonna call me right? out. <laughs> We're waiting for the call. <laughs> That's really good to hear. <laughs> um, so the so the super we did, it's, it's it's really interesting. So you start out. And you're in this huge group of people and your mindset. So I do have to give a shout out to my partner, Edmund Baxter, who kind of similar to my story, had a bad motorcycle accident just almost exactly a year before we did Spartans. Wow. And if you were to see a picture of his leg, like there, there's chunks of meat out of his leg. <sighs> and, and so he had spent the last year healing and getting back into good for that. And then he ends up running an eight or a nine mile race 
with all this sister crap involved. So we had a very similar story and, and, uh, and we just kept pushing each other, which was really cool. But the Spartan, um, is like, you'll run for a little bit and people will pass you and you'll pass people. And that kind of gets in your brain a little bit, uh, cause you just want to pass people. And then you'll come up to a series of walls and one of them's four foot, six foot, eight foot, you know, in, in a row, you'll do a four foot wall and you're like, Oh, this is easy. Six foot wall. Hey, that kind of hurt. Eight, eight foot wall. How am I supposed to do this? So that kind of thing. And then you'll run for a little bit more and it'll be like up and down hills and stuff like trail running sort of. And, and then you'll end up at, I'm just going to list the things we did okay. to the best of my memory. We did walls and then we did barbed wire crawl. And then there's one where you're just running up these mounds of dirt that they had done. And in the, in the valleys of the dirt was mud. They were pumping water into the thing. And we started at nine 30 in the morning. The weather was 45 degrees. The water had to have been 40. <laughs> it was bad anyway. So, and then at the bottom of one of those hills, you actually get to a pool of water that is blocked by a wall. You've got to go fully in the water and get under that wall and get across. So you're soaked. And then they put a great big 45 degree wall in front of you with a rope. Your shoes are wet and you've got to get up a 12 foot wall. Great. Um, then there's the Atlas carry, which is just a beach ball size, uh, concrete ball that you've got to carry. I don't even know how long it was. It was longer than it needed to be. And the Herc hoist is a 150 pound weight that is, that has a rope on it that goes up 30 feet or so to a pulley and then back down to you. And you just have to pull it until it gets up to the pulley so and then like all the way back down. You're sitting on the ground pulling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. And uh, sandbag carry, which you know is a hundred pound sandbag, and you just got to get it from point A to point B. Our point A was in the concessions at the lower level of the <laughs> uh, of the speedway. Yeah. Our point A and a half was at the very top of the stadium. <laughs> and I counted, it was 200 stairs up, 200 stairs down. So you gotta carry this 100 pound thing and you like see people that are sitting in the bleachers on the way up that have given up for a second. <laughs> yeah. They're like catching themselves. And all you, all you can do is, no, nope, I can't be that guy. So that, and then you get to the bottom, you go 200 stairs back down, drop off your sandbag, and then they had 200 more stairs to go up and down without egg, which seems like a freaking picnic at that point, but it's not. But your legs are completely destroyed, I got to imagine, like full black Yeah, yep. just, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, so the Hercoits was right after that, the, the pulley with the weight. And so my feet are up on, on a barrier in front of me and my back is on the ground. My calves just cramped like crazy just because of the amount of pressure I'm putting on that barrier to keep me down. And I screamed in the middle of it. And then Edmund, who was right next to me, screamed about 40 seconds later. And I go, calves? He goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like it. so that, and then uh, one's just, I think it's called the sleds or something. And they have like what's basically a wheelbarrow without wheels. It's just the, the metal barrel part sort of laid on the ground with a big old rope and maybe a hundred or 200 pounds in it. And you've just got to pull it across the ground. And then once you get it to the pole that is near you, you just have to carry it back to where, where it came from. So that the next guy can, uh, the spear throw, uh, you just 
throw a spear like a Spartan at a great big, great big dude that's made out of hay bales 25 feet away from you or 30 feet or something. Uh, the tire flip, 400-pound tire, flip it over, put it back where you got it. Um, like cargo net stuff, which you'd be like, oh, that's the easy stuff. Oh, well, the cargo net's yes. not I've exactly tight. Yes, I've done that. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> So you put your foot on it to begin with, and the whole thing adjusts to you. You're like, okay, it adjusted. And then you put your foot on it again. It just keeps adjusting the whole time. So that kind of stuff. There were a lot of walls. We went over probably three or four eight-foot walls, which the first time you kind of blast through, and then the second, third, fourth time you're like, is this necessary? And then uh, uh, I can't even think of anything. Oh, monkey bars. Uh, Mount Olympus was my was my bane. What was that? What was Mount For this Olympus? thing. Mount Olympus is an A-frame that is 25 feet or 24 feet long. And, you know, like the cargo net that's on the A-frame, you're, you're climbing up and over and you've got a cargo net. So you know you've got handholds, you know you've got footholds. Mount Olympus, you're climbing on one side and you're climbing across it. You're, you're not going up, you're not going down, you're climbing across. There are handholds, there are no footholds. So it's all upper body, and you've got uh, 24 feet to go. And I got 20 feet. And then I and I, I almost punched the wall. Oh, I see it. I'm looking because at Because of how frustrated right I was. Yeah. It's like a rock yeah. climbing deal. Yep. And, yeah, I've – Yeah. Oh, man, that, looks, that does look really hard because, yeah, you're right. You don't have anything for your feet, and it's all – Yeah. It's all upper body. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so I had done a lot of research on all this stuff, right? And how the, how the, you know, the real Spartan people say to train for this stuff or to how to do it or how to execute, whatever. And I had watched one that the guys were like, we just did Mount Olympus. Here's what you want to do. And I thought it was one of these training videos. And now that I think about it, I think it was just some dude wanting to have an opportunity to bitch about something. But he had put his knees up on the wall, which makes your, your whole package all like compact, right? Everything that you got going, arms, legs, the whole bit. Yeah. is all compact and you've got a little bit better control and he did his knees up on the wall and he shimmied that way and the knees were all scraped up and he goes so you don't want to put your knees on the wall and that's all i had in my head i didn't have any context just don't put your knees on the wall so what'd you do and i had my my feet on the wall i was standing that's what it looks like everyone's doing like, they're doing like a spider-man kind of deal yeah which if you're a little dude like edmund he's little and compact and all of his muscles are all like within one square foot of each other. Great. Fantastic. If you're six, two with a six foot wingspan and you're using that six foot wingspan to, to shimmy across this thing, <laughs> put your damn knees on the wall because I would have taken scraped knees over burpees any day of my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's something if you're listening, and you've never done a Spartan, you don't know anything. Every time you fail an obstacle, you have to do 30 burpees, right? Yep. All right. Yep. Yeah. And they're uh, the punishment. If you've never done a burpee, go to YouTube, look it up. They're terrible. Do one. Do one and then see how many you can do. They're, do one they're burpee. horrible. And then cheap, just super cheap plug for my own podcast is listen to episode twelve with Cameron Dorn because <laughs> he did. He, <laughs> nice. said, he he did like ten thousand in a day, which is insane. I Holy shit. I can't wow. wrap my head around it. He did the world record. Nope. It's, yeah. Right? No, that's, that's ridiculous. what I was saying. That's what I was saying. It's crazy. <laughs> Is he two feet tall? Holy no, God. No, man. That's, he's like, yeah. he's, I did. Yeah, he's taller than me. I know that. 
I did 60 burpees throughout the entire course. Well done, man. Obstacles. Congrats. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not as happy about that number as I maybe should be. But there are 28 obstacles. The one that I was okay with failing was the spear throw. Because I've got a spear at home, but I've only ever thrown it like maybe 15 feet. And I'm good at it, but there's no tether on the end of it. And these, te- these spear throws oh. have a tether on the end so that after you've, after you've thrown it, you pull it back in, right? Okay. So you're not walking in, in the line of fire of everybody else's terrible spear throws. That makes sense. <laughs> so that tether pulls your tail end down and makes your throw go to crap, basically. So I did the spear throw, and I had to do my burpees, and that was the one I was cool with. And that was real early in the day, and I said, okay, my burpees are out of the way. I've got the rest of this. Let's roll. And, uh, and we did a really good job all day. Mount Olympus was the third to last obstacle. I got five-sixths of the way there and, and just fell to the ground. Oh, I almost punched man. the wall. Yeah. I wanted to cry. But I just went and did my burpees. <laughs> that's that's the way to handle it. <laughs> yeah, right. Not punching things and not whimpering like a child. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's cool. So yeah, so was that all the obstacles? Like, what what did they end on? Um. Oh, so okay. So they had monkey bars was the second to the last, and monkey bars like the. I don't remember if I said this on the, on the podcast or while we were talking earlier. They have the hoops, and the the hoops are like monkey bars, but they're on a rope. And so you've still got a monkey bar your way across, but there's, there's no stability there. And the hoops yes, are awkwardly okay. shaped, so your hands don't quite do what they're supposed to. So I had done two of them and realized this is going to be a lot of work. But with my wingspan, I could skip one. And I went through skipping one. every. I just had a huge swing and was pretty much splayed out, you know, arms as, as wide as they could go, but I'd get my hand on the next one, skip past one and do that. And I did the same thing on the monkey bars because at that point you're spent and your hands have done so much that I was like, okay, I just got to make this go away as fast as I can. Yeah. And so that's what I did. And it, it, it was, it, what's nice is, so I ran the half, half marathon a, you know, two weeks ago or something that I sent you just brag or whatever. Yeah. And that was just to prove to me that my legs would take me through a Spartan race. Right. Yeah. And, and what's terrible about that is I'm not, I'm not good when I'm, when I'm out running, I'm not good at, okay, just, just get through the next half mile. You're fine. Yeah. And then after that talking, having that conversation again for 26 times until you make it through a half marathon. So I'm just thinking, I really want to be home. And then I had, I had miscalculated my map. So 11 miles, I was at my house and I had to keep running. I had to run past the turnoff to my house and I just wanted to die. I was like, ugh. so I had to go make up another two miles and get home. Yeah. Spartan is built the way you should think about a half marathon or a marathon or six miles or whatever you're doing. You, Spartan is built so that if you're, if you're really thinking and if you're in control of what you're thinking, you go, okay, all I gotta do is run. Oh, all I've got to do is monkey bars. <laughs> all I have to do is get from here to there with barbed wire. Or all I've gotta do is the inverted wall, nine foot wall that's facing you. Yeah. Then you've got to climb like underneath it and then chicken leg it over, whatever, or chicken wing it over. And uh that helped me a lot because I would see the next obstacle coming up. I would tell Edmund, 
Okay, stretch your hands or get your arms loose, you know, whatever. Because we, you know, nice little jog. And we've got 50 to 100 yards to kind of get prepared for it. And then the conversation we had during our workouts was, you can blast these workouts, and, and that's great. During Spartan, our motto is take a beat, take a breath, execute. Don't just run up to a thing and do it because you just wasted all your money, all your gas running. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stop, compose yourself, take a breath, get your heart back to where you're in control of it, and then just do it. All you have to do is the 100-yard barbed wire or get that huge rock over to the other place, you know, that kind of thing. So that, that helped my brain a lot was like, was, okay, use everything you got, get yeah. through this thing. And then once you're through it, you're like, okay, use some of what you've got left <laughs> yeah, well, no, man. and get to the next thing. Exactly. So you realize how much you actually have left. Um, Cause when yeah. you think you're doing, you think you're tired and you think you can't do anymore. I mean, you, you're always going to have more left than you. Like always. I, I don't yep. know when there's going to be a point where you don't. And yeah, dude, that's yeah. a powerful, once you learn that, man, you, you start applying <laughs> that everywhere in your life and not just in a Spartan race or not just in a half marathon. Like you're always, right. you always understand that. And it, some things that might have seemed very complicated or very difficult at times. Now it's become a lot easier. So. Right. Yeah. And that was, that was one of the cool things. Edmund is uh, ex-military. He responds so well to being screamed at. It's not even funny. So we did, we did the Herc hoist. That's 150 pound weight. Edmund weighs 150 and a half pounds. Like he, he's barely strong. He's barely heavier than that weight. Yeah. And he's got to somehow leverage his muscles to get the thing up in the air. So I was up, I got mine up and down and I looked over and he was halfway up and I just screamed at him. I said, Edmund, we are not doing burpees on this one. And he <laughs> cussed me out and then immediately apologized, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. But he's got the presence of mind to be like, that was unnecessary. <laughs> but, um, and then he did it. I, I just yell him through it. And like the loops, the monkey bar loops thing, that was the same kind of deal where I just, he got like three or four loops in and there were maybe 10 of them. And I could tell he was struggling because it's a shitty, shitty obstacle. And I just yelled at him. I said, we are not doing burpees. And I pointed to the place where burpees were. And I realized this was like a bad form on my part, but I'm pointing at a bunch of people doing burpees. We are not going to, yeah, right. Exactly. We are not going to end up over here. And he, one at a time, you know, just screaming the whole time. He, he was just screaming the whole time. Like, ah, 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 and it was fan freaking tastic that the, it's a level playing field. I've got the wingspan to make something like that go quick. Yeah. And he's got to muscle it out, but he's got this compact little thing, little, uh, like the whole package is all compact and his muscle and he's built, he's a strong guy. So Mount Olympus isn't a thing for him. Yeah. It, it's, it's really cool how it just says, I don't care what you're good at. I don't care what body style you are. This is going to hurt. Yeah. No matter who you are. It kind of puts, it tries to put everyone on a level playing field because everybody's yeah. going to have advantages in certain spots and disadvantages in others, which is super cool. And that's, that's why these things are so popular. And that's why, you know, people become hooked to them. So, so yeah, man, you finished yeah. and, and, uh, you felt amazing. I'm sure. I mean, how tired were you yeah. or were you just like jacked up on adrenaline? 
Um, right directly after I wasn't terribly tired, we pretty much got straight into a truck and then drove six hours after that. Oh, wow. Okay. So that was horrible. The sitting wasn't. It was the getting out again. Yep. Because your body went from, I'm putting out all this energy to, and, and it's screaming the whole time, I don't want to put out this much energy. And then you get in the truck where you're like, okay, no energy body. And you get out of the truck and the body's like, we should have done more energy than that. <laughs> and the whole thing is tight. The whole, the whole system is tight and it's mad. And my right knee, for whatever reason, when I do a long run or, you know, any, anything, uh, long run, I'm going to call like five miles or more, um, which I know is like waking up to you. So no, whatever. Right. No, but my right knee. I get you. All right. But my right knee was just screaming. It was in a lot of pain. And my left shoulder was screaming at me, and my left shoulder still a little bit. Yeah. But and we took a nap on the way home, for maybe an hour or something, and then we're all jacked up and we're you know talking about it and going through the play by play and just congratulating each other for so cool. doing this thing. Yeah. And uh, so so it was awesome. And then yesterday, uh, like I told you earlier, yesterday would have been a great day to rest, but yesterday was the day to off it and fascia on the porch. And then today would have also been a good day to rest, but I dug two post holes for the railing for the porch, finished building that. And uh, we, we put a fence on the backyard two years ago, 35 post holes, did it in two days, wasn't a big deal. Two post holes yes, today was the <laughs> second biggest deal of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. so bad. Yeah, man. Well, that's and my whole body. You, you, you're, always, you're, always, yeah. you're always moving on dad mode. There's no rest for dad. Right. <laughs> and so what's cool though is like I used to dance I used to be in, in pretty tight discipline on my body and what it's capable of and I had apparently forgotten all that because there are parts of my body that are sore today that I don't think I've used in 10 years yeah like I didn't realize I was working them out while I was working them out because I was focused on oh my legs hurt or oh my my pecs hurt or something but there are parts of my back that I didn't realize had muscle <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I thought it was just skin and then bone and that's what you got. But no, that there it's everywhere and Spartan uses all of it. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I dude, I love this. So you posted a picture or a video of your wife yesterday, like climbing a rope. Yeah. Like, so here's what well okay, let me explain why yeah. I love this, dude. I'm all about like yeah. like I love when people spread goodness, you know? And maybe Yeah whatever like your brother inspiring you to sign up for a spartan life. right i'm sure he didn't intentionally think he was going to inspire uh inspire rachel and then mm -hmm. i'm sure i'm sure like just you talking right now like you're going to unintentionally inspire somebody to sign up for a spartan which is so cool and it spreads well, it's not like just a direct line like someone sees someone doing something else and they're like oh man like they can do it then i could probably do this too you know so cool to me and that has to be said and then this has to be said after it you are a conduit for it dude because the only reason i did a half marathon two and a half weeks ago <laughs> was because i listened to Lindsay's podcast the night before yeah and i thought oh i should do that too and then the next morning i woke up and did it that's awesome so like yeah. it's it's ridiculous, but to the point of Rachel, so we're doing this thing and we finish and all of my muscles in my body are flexing without my, without my say so. Right. Yeah. So I look probably the best she's ever seen me look. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and 
you know, she's all proud of me and stuff, and it's it's fantastic, and she's encouraging, and she's just like just been excellent for this whole thing. And on our way home, she goes, "Yeah, I want to do it." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, yeah, you do." And she goes, "I uh, what? Because I'm doing the trifecta next year. That's already made up. That's happening. I'm doing the sprint, the super, and the beast oh, okay. in one calendar year. We'll get back to the beast. And that's fire. the trifecta. We'll get back to the beast. Fire. Yep, we will. Okay, I'm not letting it go. Um, so. Anyway, she goes, I want to do it, and I want, to, I want to do the super, maybe, but I definitely want to do the sprint. That's and, so cool. well, no, first she said, I want to do the trifecta. I was like, holy balls, like, just, <laughs> yep, fine, yeah, there's nothing, yeah, let's do that. And uh, we talked about it some more, and she's like, I definitely want to do the super, or the sprint, I, I probably want to do the super, and we'll see about the beast. And we've got a year. I mean, she, she'll be much more confident about where she stands in a year. But so we got, uh, yesterday was our first day home, uh, first real day home. And, uh, I don't remember what, Oh, I, I don't know what came up. Oh, she was complimenting me on my back muscles <laughs> when I climbed the rope. Cause apparently I have sexy back muscles. Well, can I say and, this uh, real quick? I think yeah. the surprise, here's a surprise for all of us men out here. I think women find back muscles sexy. Can I say that? <laughs> Compared to everything else. Is that fair enough? <laughs> like, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pecs, doesn't matter. Nope. Biceps, nope. Calves, don't care. Nope. Back, whoa. Back muscles. <laughs> and they also notice the shoes you're wearing, which I don't wear fancy shoes at all. But I do know that, like... No, I don't either. Because I'm a dude, and I'm like, oh, who cares about your shoes, man? But apparently they do. <laughs> right. I've had holes in my shoes for, like, From... three years. I've had the same pair of shoes with giant holes in the bottom of them, so... Right, yeah. From neck to ankles, I'm presentable. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, yeah, sorry. That so, was that was. So the, yesterday. Yeah, go on. <laughs> we're we're talking about back muscles, and and I don't know if she said it. I don't know if I said it. It doesn't matter. She goes, teach me how to do it. The rope, climb the rope. We've got a rope as well. We forgot that. And part of my circuit is that I've got a climbing rope. I think it's probably 25 feet tall. And. Uh, I went over and I taught her how I do it. And I do it in kind of an inefficient way. And I probably blast a lot of muscle. I don't need to, to do it, but it's the way I've always done it. So I'm comfortable. And, uh, and anyway, so I showed her that way and she tried it and it's not great for her. And she's like, okay, so what, and she just did the, 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 the video that I sent you was her just figuring out what works. And she got halfway up the rope after not, working she's she's not worked out for a couple of years and she just like yeah we're gonna try this and she did halfway up the rope so and then cool. and then she kept going and kept going and she probably did the rope seven times last night and she would just get halfway but she would use everything she had in the tank and she did that eight times which blew my mind and then she goes i'm gonna go for a run i was like <laughs> yep you do that and she goes, I, how, where would I go if I want to do a mile? And I said, oh, up to the corner, come back. And so while she was gone, I brought the tire out, and I kind of met her in the driveway. I said, get your headphones out, keep your heart going, flip that tire. And she came right over, flipped it, and I said, put it back where it was. That's not where I wanted it. <laughs> and so she flipped it back, and she, she was spent. I mean, and she's, she's talking about muscles today. Like, she's yeah. sore. Yeah. But then this morning, she came out and tried the rope two, three more times. That's cool. And we're going to go for a run after I'm done talking to you. And then we're going to do some more tire work. So yeah. she's ready to do the sprint next year. And she's, uh, 
I mean, with, with what we've got going and the way I now know how to train the Spartan, she'll be in good shape and yeah. it'll be fun. Sweet, man. Okay, so call me out real quick. <laughs> I'm doing the trifecta next year, which yes. involves a sprint, a super, and a beast. The beast is 13 plus miles with 30 some odd obstacles. Yes. And I'll find one that's midway. I don't care. Oh, dude, but let's, you said no. you're. Here's the, here's what I was gonna offer because I've been looking it up. There's one August 18th and 19th next year in Colorado, so I think you guys should come out and you have a place to stay. And uh, yeah, dude, you should do that one. Done. <laughs> Woo. Done. <laughs> That's the one. I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna put that one on my calendar. Let Rachel know about it. But we are uh, gonna do the beast, and that's gonna be the end of my trifecta because I will have done the sprint, the super, June 23rd and 24th. I'm doing those back to back in okay. Chicago. Um, and then, yeah, I'm, I want to do a beast. 13 miles is, is nothing to your legs, but holy God, you try to get over a wall that many times and lift that much weight that often. Be good. You need to, you need to change up the game plan, brother. I'm pumped. My buddy Scott did it this year and I saw his pictures and I was like, ah oh, man. Cause I remember we did tough mutter together and I was like, Scott, we should, or no, he said, you should go and do the Spartan one in a couple weeks. And I was like, ah, man, I don't know if I'm going to be able to. And then I saw his picture and I was jealous. Yeah. So yeah, dude, it doesn't say yeah. where it's at yet, but it just says to be decided in Colorado. So yeah, yeah, man, come out. All It'd right. be fun. You could get like a excuse to have a vacation out of it. So yeah, I'll definitely take that. The, the other cool thing we talk about, uh, Rachel coming out and doing the rope. As soon as she got done doing the rope yesterday, my oldest kale, who's real He's not really the outdoor get in the mud kid, but um, he uh, he was out there trying to climb it, and so I kind of gave him some tips and stuff. And I had shown him Spartan does a kids race, and it's a, there's a half mile one and a one mile one. And Wesley, my youngest, who's just a tank and ready to break things, is all about it. He wants to do Spartan. He wants to get muddy and and climb this stuff and whatever. So he's already in. Yeah. And then Kale yesterday after doing the rope, I was like, so what do you think about the Spartan? Because I'd asked him, and he initially said, no, I don't have any shoes that I can get muddy. <laughs> I was like, dude, we'll, we'll get you shoes <laughs> that you can get muddy. And he's like, no, I, I don't want to get my shoes muddy. I'm like, all right, well, fine. I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm not going to force him. But then he saw mom do the rope. Yeah. He came out and tried to do the, do the rope. And then today he did the rope some more. And uh, I said, what do you think about Spartan? He goes, yeah, I want to do that. That's awesome, man. So when we it. do when we do Chicago in June, both boys are going to be doing the Spartan Kids race. My wife and I are going to be doing the sprint with whoever else shows up, and uh, and that's that's just great for me. I love that. That's gonna be amazing, dude. Well, and then if they decide to come to Colorado too, there's a kids race on both those days as well. So if they become hooked, oh sweet, yeah, dude, yeah, awesome, man. I love it. Yeah, and those are cheap. Those are like twenty five bucks or something. So yeah, we'll we'll do that for them too. Yeah, cool, cool, man. Well, uh, thank you, dude. Thanks for coming on, and sharing your story. I've been looking forward to this for like a year now. <laughs> I know. I know. I, it's, it's nerdy how much I've been wanting to talk to you about this stuff and just throw thoughts up against the wall and see what sticks and, and, and go over this. And saying that I wanted to be on your podcast, aside from spending a bunch of money on a Spartan race, is now it was one of those, I've already said, you know, Chris and I are going to talk about it. There's no backing out. <laughs> yeah, yeah spent money. Yeah, Chris knows I'm, I got to do it. Cause I'm not going to call Chris and be like, yeah, 
I decided instead to not do anything. Yeah, I love that. I was I was definitely like, oh yeah, I'm gonna for sure hold this over Thad's head as like an accountability piece, you know, because that's important. Because yeah. now you're hooked, man. Now you don't need the accountability piece, but. But I'm sure before you did it, that's definitely something that that helps drive you and and whatnot. So if anyone's signing up for something and you you're kind of nervous, like have an accountability buddy or find some way to be accountable. I don't know exactly any good tips for that. Just tell people. Yeah. Tell, tell people that are that are real with you, because because if I had ever backed out, Brady would have been like, yeah, that's that's a terrible decision. <laughs> After after he understood where I sat with the whole uh, surgery and everything, and I was good, and I was I was making up muscle and everything, if I had backed out, he would have been all over me, and you too, and yep. Spratt and Jake. I mean, every, everybody would have been on my ass. So, yeah, just tell people first, spend the money. Then yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> I mean, pretty important too. You do that, and and you're not going to let that go to waste. And then tell as many people as you can because they'll be like, hey, how's it going on that? on that, on that training. I'm like, ah, crap, I got to go home and train. Yeah, (laughs) exactly, man. Well, cool, dude. Thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll do that in the future. And then we'll do a, we can do like a live, like in person in studio, which is just my backyard, uh, podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Perfect, man. I, I really appreciate you having me on. Awesome. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Take it easy. Bye. All right, that wraps up the show with Thad. Thank you, man, for coming on the show. I'm really proud of you and and everything you've been able to accomplish over the last year and beyond, you know, inspiring other people in your life to step up to the challenge of Spartan Race is really awesome. So thank you, man. I really appreciate you sharing your story on here. And I'm, I'm hoping that you're out there listening and you know, maybe your goal is not necessarily a Spartan race, but maybe it's the climbing route at the gym that you've never been able to accomplish or touching your toes <laughs> or going on a bike ride. Maybe you haven't gone on a bike ride in years and years and you, you did something you want to pick up again. Uh, I'm hoping he inspires you to do that. I mean, he went basically from someone who hadn't trained for a few years to somebody who was able to accomplish his goal. And it's awesome, man. It's powerful stuff. And I know I keep preaching this every single week, but accomplishing a goal, no matter what size the goal is, is empowering. It teaches you the way to accomplish a goal. <laughs> so, you know, if if you sign up for... Uh, you don't even sign up for anything. Maybe you just want to go for a mile run and it sucks, man. It sucks every second of the, that mile run. But when you finish it, now, you know, you can push through it. Now, you know, that that's something you can accomplish. And then you want to try it again or set a bigger goal or set a goal in a whole different area of life. Once you learn the way to accomplish one thing, that's going to bleed over into all of your other areas of life. So try it, man. Try to do something this week that you've always wanted to do. Start that process. Start that journey and don't let anything knock you off course. You know what I mean? Thad had some crazy health problems and nothing knocked him off course. 
which is awesome, man. And he was able to accomplish that goal and stay focused on it. So that's something we're promoting here. That's why I want everyone to leave the Like a Bigfoot podcast. Uh, I don't know why I said it that way. That's what I want you guys to leave this podcast really understanding. And I want you to apply it to your life because that's awesome. That's powerful. You're going to be able to show that to everybody in your life. And maybe it's going to inspire them to go after their own goals and make, you know, chase after their own happiness, whatever that may be. And speaking of working your way towards a gigantic goal, uh, next week, be a, be sure to tune into the podcast because I'm talking to one of the coolest, most amazing people that I've been able to talk to on here. Uh, his name's Josh Lajani, and he's basically a guy from, you know, small town Louisiana who at one point in his life got up to 420 pounds uh, just due to his lifestyle and what he was eating and not exercising and, you know, really became focused on his health. And now he's down to like 185, 190. He's an ultra runner. He's run marathons. Uh, he's a vegan and he's when I talk about rediscovering health, man, he's the story that you think of. And he's amazing, awesome. He can talk forever. He's inspiring, uh, hilarious. So definitely tune into that episode next week. Uh, and I promise you, you will not be disappointed. He is the man. <laughs> all right. Uh, and, you know, be sure to check out all the rest of our episodes, our backlog of interviews you can find them at like a bigfoot anywhere where you listen to podcasts you can also follow us on facebook at like a bigfoot shoot me a message say hey man you're doing a good job give me a pat on the back <laughs> or be like hey i want more of this or you know shoot me some critiques man i like uh constructive criticism i'm all about it stop saying awesome as much <laughs> um yeah, you can find us there or follow us on Instagram. This weekend, I will be running my seventh official 50K in Eagle, Colorado. I talked a previous guest into it. He signed up a week ago. His name's Scott Stark. He did one of the Climbing Your First 14er projects um, or podcasts. And yeah, I'm curious to see how it goes for him because he signed up last week with a week preparation. Actually, he's been preparing all summer. He's probably going to destroy me. Because he's basically a mountain goat. So so yeah, check back soon. We will definitely uh, give you a review of that experience. And uh, should be a good time. I'm going to be in massive amounts of pain. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, thanks again to Thad. And we'll get back at you guys next week. See ya.